It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. studio way over there on the other side of the world nicole halton from inspired ec how you doing nicole g'day jeff i'm good i had to throw in a aussie greeting um felt really odd actually but no i'm good i'm good good so uh you've had a couple you've had a couple kids home i hear there was a covid Uh incident on the bus and and you're you're socially you're self-isolating the girls two out of three children were deemed to be close contacts because they were on the same bus as a COVID positive case. And so they had to get tested COVID free. Hallelujah. Um, and, but they had to stay at home for 14 days, which has been a little bit tricky. Um, the other child could continue to go to school. So, you know, who knows what happens with the COVID rules. We could, my husband and I could continue to leave the house, but yeah, it was just the two girls. So we didn't continue to leave the house. We did stay at home with them. Uh, thought that was responsible. Um, but yeah, they're back at school tomorrow. So fingers crossed. They've only got a couple more weeks until it's school holidays. So fingers crossed we can last the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, I, they only just got back there. I I personally hope there's another incident on the bus and they're out for uh, get those get those summer holiday those school holidays started uh, a little bit earlier. They already start them early compared to other schools. They go off on holidays about two weeks early, so they get heaps of time. You can't have enough holiday. My experience is that everybody in Australia is always on holiday. Um, it does feel like there, that there's, a, there's a lot of holidays. Um, well, you've had that that bad bit bad bit of road to uh, travel. I. I burnt myself the other day. Oh. Um, it, it's hard to see, especially it if you're just listening to the episode. Zoom, but it's so, hard for the podcast listeners to see. <laughs> even, even, even harder to see if uh, you're just listening. But okay, so I got these really neat, I thought, silicone little hot pads, pot holders, you know, those things you use to take things. What do you call yes. them over there? Yeah, pot holder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got we got the same terminology. And so they're they're <laughs> silicone, they're really easy to clean, they're bright colors, they're delightful, but they've all got this hole in the in the middle of one side. So you, you so you can hang them up because apparently there are people like who like to hang these things. And so about three times over the last, I don't know, year since we got them, I've used the pot holder to get something out of the oven and my finger has been right where that damn hole is and I've burnt myself. So I don't know. Poor design. Yeah. I don't know if I need to trim them down so the hole isn't there. So I'm not, ac- I, I don't know. I'm just befuddled. Um, maybe I'll just <laughs> go on. You think after the first time that would be it, but three times. Yeah, well, you know, it takes, 
look, it takes time to, uh, <laughs> time to learn things. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a creature, I'm a creature of habit. And, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, that's my problem. Um, so that's, what's been going on here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about routines because, you know, early learning, it's all about routines, but routines without rigor, because I think in a lot of early learning settings, the routines are there, but they get to be quite rigorous because the yeah. adults like to be on a on a set schedule and keep everybody marching forward and lockstep and and those yeah. kind of things. And so I thought it was something we could we could banter about. Any any thoughts to jump off on? Well, I've got so many thoughts. My first one is always the children don't wear a watch. Um, for the most part, most of the children don't wear watches. Most of the children, even if they do wear watches, still can't tell the time. Um, and yet we get so caught up in time. You know, it's like we need to have this done by this time and this done by that time. And, you know, the morning tea needs to be at this time and lunch needs to be at that time. And, you know, we get really, and, and I don't know whether some of that is in line with, because um, I've thought about this a lot lately, I don't know whether some of it's in line with like our own times around say when we start and finish work and so we then have to it's like we almost have to break the day up so that we know well we're going to get through all the things before the day ends or I'm not really sure what the logic is and why we get so caught up in times but I can remember being a much younger educator and being super proud of my very 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 detailed routines um, and not necessarily routines for the children but routines just for the room for example so it would be like that at you know 7 45 this thing happened and at eight o'clock this thing happened and at 8 45 this thing and it was just down to the like you know it was constant and I now I'm very very no routine um, but yeah I just I, I don't know whether that's where it comes from so did, did you have did you inherit that that routine that schedule from somebody or is that something you'd been trained up on or oh, how did I you think, how did, where did you get it I think we had some of the some of it already there was already so the service that I went into and I was only you know 19 at the time and started in this service I just finished my training and started in this service and there was a fairly detailed kind of plan already but I tend to be a fairly like ordered person by nature like I like things to be a certain way I write I write myself lists every day even if I'm just at home like doing housework I write lists so that I can cross stuff off my list sure. if I if I've already done it but it wasn't on the list I'll add it to the list just so I can cross it off the list like I like order and that kind of structure and I think early on as an educator that gave me particularly as a young educator I feel like it gave me a sense of control Mm -hmm. And which I then came to learn, I didn't really need control, but I thought that I needed control. Yeah. And, you know, particularly, I think as a younger educator, I felt like I had something to prove that I could manage, you know, 24 crazy three to five year olds and make sure that they were all like fed and, you know, well cared for and had their shoes and, you know, did all the things. And I felt like I needed that strong control to do that um it wasn't until I was able to see beyond that and I think it took a while that I can now like as a you know much older educator I can now see that that was actually causing more problems like that strict routine and structure was actually causing more chaos it wasn't calming the chaos yeah yeah so I'm I'm wondering if if maybe 
sometimes and, and I would I would kind of agree with you. I, I think it tends to be people that are that are newer to the field. Um, and that I mean that tends to be people who are younger. But yeah. I think that that kind of that 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 rigorous adherence to the routines is is kind of a security blanket. It's kind of it's kind of comforting. Yeah, uh, I think it is. It's something that you can rely on. You go, okay, I know, you know, because I think you probably don't have as much confidence in your ability or your just in in the things that you do. And so I think having that structure and whatever, you kind of go, okay, I know if I've done all those things and if I followed, the, you know, we should have gotten to the end of the day and everyone's still alive and, you know, we've been able to tick the boxes. Whereas if you don't have that, I think for for some people it's that, oh, my gosh, well, what am I supposed to do? And I think it's it sort of defines who you are and, you know, it's part of that. It's like wrapped up in that teacher or educator identity that I need to have done this. I need to show what I'm doing. And, you know, it's I me mean, now, like if I was to spend a day in an early childhood service, like that day would look completely different. You know, I'd be just on the floor hanging out and, you know, I'd, clean when I could see something needed to be cleaned up and I'd mm-hmm. you know ask the kids if they were hungry well cool let's get something to eat like it'd be so different but I think back then it was very much a, I needed to show that I could be the teacher you know that I could yeah. meet the requirements I guess yeah yeah and a lot of times we get we get locked into that way of of showing those things because that's what the person in the room next door is that's the way they're doing it. And so we just kind of figure that's the way to do it. And, and look, kids thrive with a certain bit of routine in their lives. And it tends to be younger children that are, that are more, more in need of, of more maybe rigorous or rigor like routines. If you, if you've got an infant and your way of approaching them for diaper changes or for feedings is, is kind of, kind of predictable, uh, you're you're going to have a, a better relationship, better interactions with them because they 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 see that predictability and they know what to expect and and those are that's that's important. And I think that's the key word is predictability. I don't think like you know how people always say, oh, children thrive on structure and routine and and I think they do, but they don't they don't thrive on the fact that at nine o'clock we do this and at ten o'clock we do this and at eleven they thrive on knowing what's going to come next mm-hmm. they are they thrive on that sense of predictability like I know that we always have morning tea outside you know while we're having outside play that's when we have morning tea and I know that after lunch we have some quiet time and I know that you know after we've done some gardening up in the you know playground that my mum will come to pick me up or whatever there's that sense of predictability but it's not that ultimate structure and as you say infants obviously require a little bit more of that you know structure because they tend to need things from us more often yeah. yeah but other than that I think it's really just about that sense of predictability you know what's going to happen next and I think most humans need predictability you know sure. you need to there'll be some that don't there's some that love a good spontaneous I don't know what's going to happen today but for the most part I think we like to know that you know this is what will likely come next yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, b- b- behind the scenes of the podcast, listeners. A few weeks ago, we set up our our recording dates for the next year, and and when we did that, I got everything. I mean, we got the Zoom link set up; it's all on the calendar. And I went, ah, that's sorted. Um, yeah. 
now I know when I'm going to be talking to Nicole for the next year and that's predictable. Yeah. And then we can plan and we can be organized and, and knowing that there are going to be dates that come up that you're going to have a meeting that you can't, you, you got to have, and we're going to, we're going to need to push things an hour or a day or a week or whatever. And, and so that, that routine, that predictability is good, but what yeah. we don't have is that rigor that we're, we're oh, stuck in it. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Oh, if, if something comes up, I'm, I'm too scared to, to contact Nicole and say, we need to reschedule. Um, and, and, so I think there's that, that, that flexibility, I think becomes, becomes a part of it. And I think I've seen that so much with children and, you know, with the way we approach children and even like, and I know from early on when I had that really structured routine, it was a challenge for me to sometimes let things go when, you know, you could sort of see how engaged the children were in something. And I'm like, it's lunchtime though if we don't get in for lunch now that's going to make us late to do you know x y and z and you know it was very much a you were doing the math in your head well if if we don't go and do that now then we're not going to get this done in time and then that's not going to happen it's just going to throw the whole day off where if the routine's not so structured then you've kind of got that flexibility but you know what everyone's so settled out here let's just hang outside for an extra half an hour or just wait and see what happens or you know like oh, gee, isn't it a beautiful day? Let's have our picnic lunch outside instead of, you know, eating inside today or, you know, whatever. But that flexibility to change it, you know, and for me when I was able to actually let that go and it took a little while and working with Tash probably helped because she's the complete opposite. Um, So we were able to kind of fine tune it and get to some sort of balance um, where it wasn't complete spontaneity, but it was, predictable enough but not structured and we got to the point where you know we had an indoor outdoor program so the children could decide if they wanted to be inside or if they wanted to be outside Uh, we had progressive meals so you know we'd say between this time and this time you can have your morning tea and between this time and this time you can have lunch and you know whenever whenever works for you in that time go for it go and eat go and you know whatever if you're tired go and have a sleep get your stuff out you know it became really kind of relaxed but as I said before, like the the chaos actually dropped. You know, I thought sure. really young me thought that can't be possible. Like you couldn't possibly keep, you know, all these children under control as I was thinking at the time that they needed to be kept under control. You couldn't possibly do that by letting them have more free reign. But the freer we let it be and the more flexible we let it be, the children just led the routine and, you know, it became more of a rhythm rather than a routine. And we had like, there was, you know, very few kind of behavioral, traditional behavioral challenges because we weren't saying, stop what you're doing right now. I can see you're really busy, but you need to stop and come and do this group time. You know, we'd just say, I'm doing a story over here. If you want to join, you're welcome. If you don't keep going with what you're doing. Like that's it. And so there was no, and I know there'll be people who go, oh yeah, but that's not going to help them, you know, when they need to be at school and they have to come and sit down for a story or whatever. But you know what? They're not fucking at school right now. Like exactly. they're not there. They're, we're here and let's do what works here. And when they get to school, you know, what? <laughs> it sounds awful, but that's school's problem. If they want to enforce that sort of structure, then that's their problem. I don't need to enforce their structure. 
Yeah, the schools need to be ready for the kids that show up and maybe they need yes. more flexible structures. Yeah, having having a routine where um, in the morning we play and we have breakfast and then we play and then we have tea and then we play and we have lunch and then we play and we have afternoon tea and then we go home um, is a lot different than having a, a schedule that is every 15 minutes or 20 minutes, there's a transition change. Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of times for, for the adults, those more rigorous schedules slash routines are, are a way of holding onto some power and control in the room. Yeah. And so you, you do have to give up um, a lot of your, your adult power, your adult control. You got to give that up, share it with, with the kids when you start looking at a more flexible schedule. But like you say, behavior problems go down because kids are, kids are choosing how they're spending their time, they have more control over it. And so they're doing things that they're interested in. And so they, they don't need to maybe act out or, or look for ways to get attention that might be deemed behavior problems because they're yeah. doing a thing they like. What I like to talk to, to caregivers about when I talk, when I, when I talk about getting, giving more time to play is that when you break up with a lot of those, those, schedules that have the day broken down into these little bits and create big blocks of time for child-led play, which the research is very clear on as, is what children right. need. <laughs> you, you also take away transition times that, that are the, are the prime friction points in your day. Yeah. Because yeah. every, when everybody has to stop what they're doing and then reset to do this other thing, it gets stressful and anxious for, for everybody, kids and adults. Yeah. Um, and so when you take out those friction points, every, everybody's days become smoother. But I think, as we said before, it is like a security blanket. And I think for some people, letting that go is a bit like losing their teacher identity. And it's like, well, who am I now and what's my role? And I think they struggle with that when it's like, well, I've gone from being the keeper of time and the, you know, we need to go do this now and we need to do that now and I need to, you know, do all these transitions and I'm doing a song to send you off to wash your hands and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and it's, you know, one thing after another. When that stops and you don't need to do that because everything's so flexible and the children are just flowing and, you know, everything's like it's so calm and it's so beautiful that I think some people go, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like that's an amazing opportunity to actually spend time connecting with the children and, you know, building those relationships and whatever because you're not doing crowd control and you're not monitoring, you know, how many minutes have we got left until we need to go and do X, Y and Z and have we ticked that off and, you know, it's all of those things disappear. But I think for some people their identity is really wrapped up in that and so separating themselves from that is like, well, now what am I supposed to do, you know, and, and I think they... They fear that, you know, and I probably used to do this with when I was, you know, a director, I used to worry that my staff weren't doing something. If I'd walk out and they were sort of just sitting by the sandpit, I'd think, oh, my gosh, they're not doing something. What should they be doing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that came about from being like 21 and not really having a clue what it all should look like. But now I'm like, if I see someone sitting by the sandpit, I think, legend, you know, like they're there, they're present, they're engaged. I'm more concerned if I see someone walking around with a clipboard and checking the watch and, yeah. you know, that is more of a worry to me now. So I find it interesting that it's flipped so much for me from being, you know, a new educator. And I do think a lot of that comes down to time, but I don't know. I, I hope that it's changing a little bit, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's hard at those moments where, where things are humming along and you wonder what you're supposed to be doing instead yes. of instead of getting ready for the next transition. But that's the time when you pause and you you pick the fried rice out of your hair that somebody threw <laughs> during lunch, or you <laughs> you try to that that kid to wipe their nose on your on your shoulder early in the day. You try to wipe that off, or, yeah. or you, you you catch or up you on a little bit of observation. And yeah, yeah, you just watch what's happening and you take it in and you learn so much about the children and about yourself and about, you know, you can actually stop and think, how does this, you know, how's our environment working for the children? You can watch them playing in it and you can actually have that real slowdown, but I think we're afraid to do that. You know, I think so many educators are afraid to do that because it's going to look like we're not working hard enough. Yeah. You know, and it's like working hard doesn't have to look hard. You know, it doesn't have to look stressed out and structured and, oh, my gosh, we've got to get all this done by four o'clock and uh, it doesn't have to look like that, you know, yeah. and I think that's it's a cover often and, you know, it's like a security blanket, but it's also a cover for for some people. It's It hides the fact, the fact that they can go through a schedule and tick off all the things that they got done and, you know, the, I did this group time and I did this transition and we did this. I think it can hide the fact that they don't have, authentic relationships with the children and they're not really engaged in the program and you know I think they they can hide behind that yeah um I think my experience is I do a lot of stuff about uh caregiver stress and burnout and I think there's a subset of people working this field who for whatever reason, feel or actually don't have a lot of control in their life away from work. Yeah, uh, They feel things are out of control and, and out of their control. They don't feel very powerful. And so when they're in a room of these young human beings who have to comply to their wishes and demands, it's a chance for them in their lives to feel powerful and in yeah. control. And I mean, if you're not feeling that way any other time in your day, it feels good to feel that way in your classroom, even if everybody's miserable. Um, yeah. Because, because you're, you're, you're behaving like a tyrant because you don't see yourself <laughs> behaving like a tyrant. And, and so for, for a lot of people that are wanting to break up, maybe they're having this kind these kind of feelings like uh, maybe things are a little bit too rigorous and maybe it would be better to be a, a little bit more flexible one of the one of the places that they may need to start is with the mindset they're bringing into the the classroom their their yeah. their their self-care level because if they're not if they're not if they're bringing their grouchy self into that classroom they're going to tend to tend to kind of lock things down and want to be in control more than if they're kind of feeling lighthearted and joyful when they walk into the yeah. classroom yeah yeah no I completely agree it's funny actually talking about this we've just had a show that's been on tv here in Australia for the last couple of weeks and it's a parenting show and the general premise it's actually turned out to be an okay show but the general premise was that they took I think it was 12 different parenting styles and kind of assessed them all by you know sending the families on these challenges and you know things like that and it was interesting to watch the different types of, you know, parents and there was like, you know, routine parents and strict parents and free range parents. And, you know, there was all these different labels, but ultimately, you know, what it's come down to is that seeing the healthiness in balance of, you know, having predictability, but not having so much structure that nobody can deviate from the plan and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's just been interesting to watch some of the people who are really caught up in the routine and why they're caught up in the routine, you know, why they're so committed to 
we need to do things by the clock. And I mean, one of those families uh, was a couple who had uh, four nine-year-olds, four nine-year-old boys. And so they were really routine. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of get why you're pretty routine. Like I get that because it's survival mode. But I think when we're in an early childhood setting, we don't need to be in survival mode. You know, we don't need to just cope. It's like we need to actually do better than that. And I think we can do much better. Oh my gosh. I just thought of something. I don't know if I could. Um, okay. So Nicole, well, you have to now. Yeah, I do. Um, so uh, on a recent episode of this show, you said that your, your kids um, are their birthdays are all like in a real tight range together. They are. So, so apparently there's some routine going on uh, in, in your household <laughs> as, <laughs> as well. Um, We've had that conversation here in the office before. <laughs> Because I'm like, is it really just a coincidence? <laughs> They're all really close together. <laughs> you just have to check the calendar, I guess. Um, I don't know what so, happens at that time of year, but. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I also think that, you know, if the focus on in early learning is about relationships, then look, my experience is relationships don't deepen and grow when there's a lot of rigor. No. Um, they tend to be kind of thing that, that tends to happen when things are a little bit more laid back, a little bit more flexible. Um, maybe they don't happen. Re relationships maybe don't grow on schedule. Well, um, I think that's it. Like I know even with my own kids, like sometimes, you know, as I said, I'm a pretty routine kind of person. I like my things ordered and, you know, whatever. And sometimes I can get a bit caught up in the, right, we need to get this done and then we need to get this done. We need to get shoes on and, you know, bags packed and blah, 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 blah. and you get stuck in the commands and the getting it all done that I stop and think, did I actually say good morning to them this morning? Like, <laughs> or did I just get out of bed and say, right, let's get breakfast done and let's get this done because we've got to, you know, everyone's got to be on the bus by this time. And, you know, you can get so caught up in that schedule that you get to the end and go, gosh, we actually haven't had a conversation or, yeah. you know, had time to connect. And it's funny, actually, my youngest was this morning um, before I came into work. She was telling me it's the worst day ever. Oh. Um and it, it's always the worst day ever, but it was the worst day ever because her sister didn't want to play with her and, you know, this didn't want to happen and something else happened. It's just the worst day ever. And she was in tears, like she was getting herself really worked up. And I was doing something at the time to get organised. I think I was organising washing or whatever. And I'm like, this is really inconvenient right now. But I stopped what I was doing and I went, you know what, it doesn't matter. If I don't get the washing hung out before I come to work, like it's really not a huge deal. It doesn't yeah. matter. And I stopped and I said to her, do you want a hug? And she's like, yes. And she climbed onto my lap and she cried and had a hug. And then I said to her, she said, why, when I think something's going to be a good day, does it turn out to be the worst day ever? And I said, I just don't, I don't know. I said, what's worst about it? And she's telling me all these things. And I said, okay. And then she goes, what do you think I could do? Because I told her this strategy the other day. I said, sometimes when you get caught up in thinking it's the worst day ever, I said, you just start to manifest it being the worst day ever. I said, and I think you need to change your perspective and, you know, think about what can I do to make it a better day? And she goes to me, what could I do to make it a better day? And I said, well, maybe we could read a book together. Okay. So I went and got a book and we sat and we read you know, a story. By the time it was done, like she was so much happier. The tears had stopped. She was ready to go on, do whatever she was doing. And I said, is your day better? And she's like, it's so much better. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, you know what? I'd been really caught up in the 
the process of the morning, but actually slowing down and taking that time to build the relationship, you kind of see that, you know, well, it doesn't matter if I don't get the washing hung out by that time. And well, there are going to be times in life where the time does matter. You know, it is important. But at that time, it's like, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's what happens in early childhood services. We get so caught up in the time that we forget and miss those little moments and opportunities for that really important yeah. connection. And, and the other thing you did there is you gave her a workable routine for yeah. getting herself out of that negative mindset when she's feeling like it's the worst day ever. When I start yeah. feeling like it's the worst <laughs> day ever, what can I do? I mean, that's that, yeah. that in itself is a routine that she can she can use. Um, yeah. And so so there 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 is a place for in, in, in kids, children's lives for for having those kinds of routines when they're when they're struggling with something. Um, it becomes a tool for yeah. a, a tool, a strategy for dealing with something when when I can't reach the the whatever I want on the kitchen counter what's a what's a what's your what's a routine what my routine do? becomes I yeah. push the kitchen chair over and then I climb up on it and then I get into the cookie jar and then yeah. you know, or whatever it is he's got that one sorted too yeah yeah and so those <laughs> kind those kinds of routines can become become systems kind of for for yeah. solving problems and, and dealing with things in their days yeah and that's it I think you know routine has kind of become a bit of a dirty word in, yeah. in early childhood you know like I think a lot of people go oh gosh ditch the routine and I don't think you need to ditch it all together but I think you need to be able to find some balance and some flexibility in it that yes we need a sense of predictability and it's nice to have you know and, and look there are going to be things that actually we do need to have this at this time because you know of xyz that's what time we open or that's what time yeah um you know the cook serves our hot lunch or something and we can't negotiate that that's happening at any other time or, you know, whatever it happens to be, there might be like key points throughout the day, but I think they should be, you know, just a couple and trying to limit those key points that, you know, we can't deviate from that time because then it allows so much more flexibility between it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think programs, a lot of them would benefit by, by pulling back and, and looking at their routines and and making some mindful choices about which ones are working and which one aren't and and yeah. what how they could be tweaked so they would be more more efficient for for everybody involved the, the kids and, and why the are they doing them like why are they even doing them in the first place you know yeah. i think unless unless you ask the why question you know who's this you know i think lisa says it all the time like who is this for like who's benefiting from the that routine is it a benefit to the children is a benefit to the educators is it a benefit to the parents like who's it benefiting and if it's really not beneficial for everyone then why are we doing it yeah yeah and I, I mean and and having having that understanding makes it makes it just easier easier to deal with the routine but it, it kind of you you decide which ones you can do without and which ones you have to have to have yeah. one, one of my morning routines um i've got a lot of morning routines one of them involves uh, putting putting collars and leashes on the dogs and and going outside because yeah. if we didn't have that routine, um, there there would It'd be, be mayhem. Th there would be messes <laughs> and mayhem in in, in in the house that I had to deal with, and so that's a that's a routine that we're we're probably not going to prune out of our day um, because it's it's really important. Although we we've got we've got a similar routine at the end of the day, um, except we we recently had a time change here, and so. 
the the time the clock says our routine should be happening isn't the same time oh. the the dog's internal clock say it should be happening and so we're oh we're so the dogs are kind of that. thrown out like children yeah because that's yeah. what happens to children when the time sure. changes i know for us here when we go to you know daylight savings time and all of a sudden it's you know still sunny at eight o'clock at night and the kids are going hang on a minute like what's going on here yeah yeah and, and I think the other thing we have to remember is is some kids, just because of their their temperament and personality, some kids um, are are more in need of of those structures and those routines, and 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 yeah. others aren't. And so so drilling down to an individual basis with kids and and how you interact with them and routines in their lives is important too. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, hey, listeners, I hope. One of your routines is to push play on the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. If you've, uh, if you're listening to this, it, it probably is. We hope you you stick with that routine. There's other stuff you can prune out of your day. But don't, don't prune, prune that. Don't prune us. <laughs> if you need more Nicole in your life, click uh, click the Nicole link in the show notes. If you need more me, click. There's I think there's a, a link to me, and uh, you can get a hold of our other hosts and, and stuff there too. If you like the show, share it with a friend or a stranger or an enemy. Just share it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye bye. Bye. <sighs> This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.